kids. Um, and sometimes it feels, uh, if you've not seen the movie Groundhog Day, uh, Bill Murray uh, is a weather a weatherman in uh, Philadelphia. No, no, in Pittsburgh. And I got it wrong last time too. Uh, in Pittsburgh. And he um, has to go to Foxconn to do the whole Groundhog Day celebration. He doesn't want to do it, but he goes anyway. Long story short, he goes through the first few times waking up on the same day at 6 a.m. with the same song playing, and he's shocked, and he doesn't quite know how to work his way through, and I think we've all been through that part of this weird new season. We've all been through the part where we're like, again, we're waking up again, and it's something the same again, and we're not sure. Then he goes through a very dark, a dark point. because I'm just, I can't handle it. And he still wakes up 6 a.m. every morning. And so even, you know, all the terrible things, even driving over the cliff with the groundhog as his passenger and thinking he could maybe make a change, he could change it if he just worked hard enough and did the right thing and in the right motion. And it's not until he allows love in and he starts to think beyond himself and he starts to think bigger that suddenly he wakes up and it's a different day. And maybe we're all in different parts of our Groundhog's Day story. Maybe, and I'm not trying to make a biblical gospel reference to a Bill Murray movie, <laughs> but I think we're all in a different place in this repeating cycle of things aren't feeling right, things are different, things are changing, things are, are, are odd. And maybe we're all at a different point of our Groundhog's Day experience. You might be in the dark part where you're just like, I just want it to go back to the way it was. I just want a new day. And I've been there too. I've been there this week. I've probably been there at some point today. But when we let love in, when we look beyond ourselves, when we look at the bigger picture, sometimes we can come into worship with new eyes. And that's what God is asking us to do. Come in this morning. And not just come in on a Sunday morning because that's what we do on Sunday mornings. But come in with new eyes, new eyes to see new things this week. A way to restart and give us a new day. So Josie is going to read for us a scripture this morning to set our hearts as we begin our time of worship. To look bigger, to look beyond, and to remember who our Savior is. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he didn't sin. Let us then approach God's throne with grace, with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you so much that you are a God who is our high priest who empathizes with us and our weaknesses. God, that you sent your son Jesus to die for us so that we can approach your throne of grace with confidence, not because of what we have done, but because of what Jesus did for us. God, may we receive your mercy and find grace 
Lord, may we know how much you love us. May we seek you with all of our heart today, not just half of it, not just the pieces we want to give, the pieces that are easy, but God, all of the pieces. Knowing God that you know, you know us, you know those pieces. May you just shine your light in that darkness. Lord, may we know that there is a hope that comes only from you. And that your grace is enough. In your name, amen.
scripture this morning comes from Jonah chapter 1, starting verse 4, is what it said. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, so that there was a great storm on the sea. The ship looked like it might be broken to pieces. The sailors were terrified, and each one cried out to his God. They hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to make it lighter. But Jonah had gone down into the hold of the vessel to lie down and was in a deep sleep. The ship's officer came and said to him, How can you possibly be sleeping so deeply? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps the God will give some thought to us so that we won't perish. Let's pray together this morning. Father, show us what we need to be shown this morning. Teach us what we need to be taught. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds. Help in these few moments that we have together. Help something from your word. Use your Holy Spirit for something that's going to be said, something that's going to be prayed, something that's going to be sung this morning. Let it sink in, let it be planted, let it grow, let it bear fruit in our life this week. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we're going to continue this morning to talk about Jonah's life. And last week when we left off in the story from, from Jonah, we, we encountered Jonah getting the call from God in one verse, the next verse. He's on a ship heading exactly the opposite way. And that's where we picked the story up this morning. And the story starts with this phrase that, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. So there was a great storm on the sea. There's a moment that, that happens here that I don't want us to forget. Jonah was a man who was living in outright disobedience to God in this very moment. And even in that, God does not give up on Jonah. He still is moving, he's still working, even in this great wind that God hurled upon him. God is trying to do this to get Jonah's attention. And just like God does not move on from Jonah, God does not move on from us even in the moments where we're living in disobedience. You see, God shows his faithful love to Jonah. The Hebrew word for this is hesed. H-E-S-E-D is how it's transliterated. And this, this hesed is just a word that, that comes up all over the, New, the Old Testament that just signifies God's faithful, loyal, unending covenant love towards his people. This is the love that in the Psalms it talks about that his love never quits, it never dies, it never stops chasing after us. So hear this, even in disobedience, Jonah cannot sabotage or stop God's love for him. God's love is always working in our lives. It's always 
moving in a way so that he can reveal himself to us in profound and meaningful ways. It's important for us to remember, because we can see it here in the story, that there's, there's always God's part. Like in every story, in our story, in Jonah's story, there's movement that God is doing, and he's always moving. And then there's always an opportunity for Jonah and for us to respond or not respond to God. Jonah, literally in this moment, is caught sleeping. He's in the hold of the ship. And he was in a deep sleep. There's a moment where we can stop and ask the question, was he truly resting and at peace in this moment? Or was he in the place where he was just shutting down? Sarah mentioned Groundhog Day earlier. Was this a moment where he was just like, I can't do this anymore, and just kind of in that, that I'm completely shutting down, and I don't care anymore type of sleep. Whatever it was, we know this for sure. He was not, he was no longer aware of the situation around him. At this point in his life, he had no situational awareness of what was going on. He was in such a deep sleep because of his disobedience and running. He was in such a deep sleep that he no longer could properly see or comprehend what was going on around him. This is something we can remember because there's moments, there are moments where our disobedience our running from what God has called us to shuts us down to the point where we no longer can accurately see with clear eyes, with sober judgment, what's going on around us. We have humans have this mechanism that goes on that we can just block it out and ignore it, to be asleep. But remember, God in his faithful love, did not give up on Jonah, and he sent this wind, he hurled this wind, there's something violent about the word, hurled this wind upon the sea to get Jonah's attention, to get Jonah's heart. Hear me very carefully, because like, we can go a lot of different ways. There are moments in our life where God hurls winds and storms upon our life to wake us up, to shake us out of disobedience. Because here's the reality. When we are living in disobedience, like we're not living our best lives. And it's not that God is just, hey, I need you to do what I say because I have to have everybody follow me because I have like this ego issue. That's not what God is about. God is about wanting us to live in line with him because that's the best way in which we can actually live. And so God, at there are moments where he sends winds and sends storms in our life to get our attention 
discipline us, to help us to see where we're going wrong and how we can actually turn back to him. In Hebrews, it talks about this. I want to read this uh, six, seven verses here. This is Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 7. It says, bear hardship for the sake of discipline. God is treating you like sons and daughters. What child isn't disciplined by his or her father? But if you don't experience discipline, which happens to all children, then you are illegitimate and not, <coughs> not real sons and daughters. What's more, we all had human parents who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? Our human parents disciplined us for a little while, as it seemed best to them. God does it for our benefit, so that we can share in His holiness. No discipline, no storm, is fun while it lasts, but it seems painful at the time. Later, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet so that if any part is lame, it will be healed rather than injured more seriously. Pursue the goal of peace along with everyone and holiness as well, because no one will see the Lord without it. Hear this last verse, verse 15. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. That last verse sounds a lot like the verse that we've been spending a lot of time on, Jonah 2.8. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. And the writer of Hebrews is connecting God disciplining us, God checking us, God getting our attention through things that are not working around us so that he can shape us with this purpose in mind so that we can experience his grace and that others around us can experience his grace. At the end of the day, God wants us to be awake and alert. He wants us to be experiencing His grace, actively experiencing His grace. Not saying, at one time, I remember when God was good to me, and I experienced His grace. But He wants us to be in the moment, experiencing His grace. So I've got one question I want to ask you this morning. Will we say yes? to the grace that God is offering us. You see, in his faithful and loyal love, he is saying to each and every one of us, I want you to be obedient to me because when you live a life that's aligned with my heart, then that is the most full and whole life that you can live. So this morning, will we say yes to that grace? Will we wake up and see the storms and the disciplines in our life, the discipline in our life, as an invitation 
from God to say yes to his grace. Let's pray together this morning. Father, show us what you need to show us. Help us to say yes to the grace that you offer. Help us to be changed and shaped by who you are. Help us to wake up, to be aware of how you are shaping our lives up. Help us to see that as a gift. Let us not shake our fists and get angry. Help us not go down these other paths that, that Joel is going to in the next few verses. Of saying that, that we know it all, even though we're not living it. And then even getting to the point of just giving up. Help us instead to receive what you offer. Help us to learn to live smack dab in the middle of your love and your grace and your mercy for us. Help us to live well because of the love you offer to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. 
let's, uh, let's pray, and as we pray, I want to ask us, we're going to pray for a couple different things, but uh, Joanne Hill goes in for another PET scan on, she's had the PET scan, and she's going to get the results on Friday, um, and um, there's other people dealing with lots of things going on, diseases and stuff in their body right now, and that's just the stuff that, that is kind of out there that we know about, and I'm sure there's a whole lot that we don't know about, and I just want to take a moment to pray, and pray very specifically for those, those situations, those people, and their hearts as they walk through. Let's uh, pray together this morning. Father, you know... All of the different things going on, our hearts, our minds, and also our physical bodies. Father, we pray with Joanne and all these other situations to show yourself to be the great physician, the one that heals and restores brings health, that brings life. We pray for clear results in the past game. We pray that you move in every single person's life. That you don't need things going on in their physical body, anything going on in their hearts and minds, that you give clarity, that you give peace. And you get the right situation lined up through doctors, through friends, through people to talk to, to help people take the next step so they can live, actively live in the grace that you have. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for, for being here today. Um, if anyone... Uh, after we're done here, if anyone has anything they want to, to pray about, I will be around and I can come up to your, your car and we can, we can pray together. Also, um, I want to mention that um, that the, the men's breakfast, the United Method men's breakfast, is usually the first Sunday of every month. Again, we're not going to have it in August. Um, we're hoping that we'll eventually get to have another one this year. Um, but it is... It's just not the, the right time to do that. Um, we're going back. I know we just started last week taking up the offering again, but with the bishop requesting kind of to tighten down again, we're not going to pass anything in out of cars. So again, if you want to give, you can give um, online, um, or you can mail the, the check in. If you want to